You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. All right, so you're wondering, how do I listen to you guys live? How do I check it out? Well, good news. We stream every Wednesday, 9 p.m. over on Twitch. Nerddux, N-E-R-D-D-U-X, or Nerd to Know Media on YouTube or Twitch. That's how you're going to be able to catch us. Hope to see you in the live chat. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre, this is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is And welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, uh, live, sort of, from Phoenix 92.5 FM, episode 103. My name is Kim Kalkorn, and introduce yourselves in roughly alphabetical order, guys. How do? It is Bryn. Hey, it's our... And a wonderful how do to you, too. We've actually got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of news to talk about, which makes for a change from reviewing Simpsons movies from 15 years ago. But before yeah. we get into that, uh, how are you guys or, doing, Bryn? Or ever- random D&D, ta- or random D&D tangents that I don't understand fully. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the D&D well, tangents are nice. They're, they're a nice new addition. <laughs> well, Dara, not I just wish understanding I understood them because no one wants to play with me. Sorry, you go on there, Dara? Mm. I'm just saying, I wish you understood, but nobody wants to play with me. Not bitter, not, not bitter, but totally bitter. I'm just Aww. saying, Dara, you can edit a nice kind of world's smallest violin in there, like you know, when this goes out. No, I, no, no, I will not. <laughs> I will not. Aww, well, not yeah. understanding not fair, it fully not. is a good theme to start this episode on because I feel like we'll be neglect as people who work in the IT to not bring up all the stuff that's going on our home turf. So, uh, big medical thing. I know it's a touchy topic, but for the norms like me, uh, Dara, could you roughly explain what's going on? Okay. Uh, well, from uh, so basically, like for people that don't know, me and Bryn work in the cybersecurity field, and uh, you know, anyone who works in that field, kind of just you know, you're just waiting for something like this to happen. Particularly when it comes to because you want it to happen, just no, of... no, because it's it's very obvious that it's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not if it's kind of when you know. Yeah. So when it happened, the whole thing was, oh, I bet it was, you know, something as stupid as someone clicking a link. Yeah. And then it comes out 
someone that's fixed what it. Happened. Yeah. And that's what happened. So basically, for anyone who doesn't know, obviously our our health system is called the HSC over here. It's a nationalized health system. And um, a lot of the things that, that, that work here um, basically don't work. It's all like old technology. It's very underfunded, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, again, it's, it's, pu- it's a public service industry, you know, yeah, like this is what absolutely. happened. This is like, this is, um, I mean, like almost anywhere you live, it's very rare to hear. It's like, so how's the, how's healthcare and how's education funded? Yeah. Really, really well. It's yeah. not very common. You know, absolutely. Um, so, so basically, oh, you know, and it's, it's not only that as well. So, it's it's a combination of funding and also technology. So, things like um, things like heart monitors, things like X-ray machines, things like MRIs, they're all they all cost millions of dollars in certain cases or hundreds of whatever. And you know, you don't you you can't just update them like you can your computer sometimes. So they're built into like so they would be used in rooms and stuff like that that would just be out on the open network and left them vulnerable. So you can imagine like a 20 year old machine there, an X-ray machine that's sitting there that isn't that's just on the internet. And once you get into it, it's open. And so, you know, basically it's just a house of cards and we were just waiting for someone to blow really, really hard and mm. someone blew really, really hard. So the cyber attack isn't really a cyber attack as such. I, it really bugs me a little bit because it's just like, they make it sound way cool and it's not. It's like the easiest thing you could possibly do in the world happened and n- no one stopped it because no one listened to anybody beforehand. So basically, ran- how ransomware works is you download it, you install it, whatever, you're tricked into it, clicking it, but Basically, some woman, some guy was sitting there on the, we don't know exactly who it was because he didn't say, but they were working on their station. We know it's hospital staff. Tricked into open a file, clicked on it. We don't know if they installed it, more than likely installed it. And then it ran through the entire system, locking everything up. And there you go. How ransomware works, basically, one second, how ransomware works is it encrypts your data. And then you have to get a key in order to get it back, but it also clones it. So it can be released on the dark web. Go for it, Bryn. So I think one of the things that we had read as well was that they they had received some sort of email or something that told them, hey, you need to, uh, there's a problem with your machine. You need to install this thing. Yes. To, uh, exactly. uh, to basically bring it back up to snuff. And then because of that, tr- trusting the email they when they shouldn't have, that's what led through the link. That that's what led through for the. So it's the um, cyber equivalent of for one the of those. To we have a package waiting for you. Give us your credit card details to send it to you. That kind of thing, like. It's, it's yeah, well, it, effectively. It, it's it's all it, you know. We've all had this kind of stuff. You know, when people get now, it's happening with phone calls. But it's like you know the old Nigerian prince thing, where yeah. like, give us money. They're all things called uh, social engineering. Our, our phishing emails where like the thing about it is yeah they're stupid and normally fall for them but here's the thing you, you know they say in, in industry like you have to be right all the time you have to be on your game the whole time they only have to get you once yeah and look at damage that this could do now it, it, like having vulnerable systems is theoretically okay but because it was a perfect storm of them not knowing don't click on links and don't install things that was just a, a, a combination made in hell like and you know people are like so what can we do well with ransomware you either pay the ransom which i wouldn't recommend um 
or you do especially when it's a uh, someone's been fished it's yeah. really really bad because it means that like the vulnerability for it can't be patched because the vulnerability is a human yeah. and like especially if there if there's any kind of scripting that allow that allows the attacker to know who it was that let them in yep. then they can really start to personalize yep. uh, future iterations so it you know like uh, being able to um paying uh, paying off the ransom is a, a like it's a short it's a short term it's a shorter term solution to a long term problem um, that can have way worse ramifications down the line. But it's also like, is it going to work? Mm. You know, is the, like, there's not okay. So here's the thing: like, you know, hacking is cool and all, right? But even in mm. hacking circles, hacking a hospital, there's no honor in it. No one's going. No. Like, what people don't realize is why hackers who are good guy hackers are usually on hospital networks anyway, protecting them. Yeah. What happens? Because there's no honor in attacking hospitals. Not not only scumbags do that. Yeah. And uh, so, like, but, uh, do, you re- do, you, do you really trust the person who has so little morals to attack a hospital to give you give you your mm. details back? I wouldn't. Yeah. You know? But like more more often than not, like it's. I mean, with these kind of um, with these kind of attacks, like I mean, this this is one of the largest like uh, medical field attack. Um, the most just uh, medical field instances where this happened. We've seen there has been cases before where um, it's been specific hospitals that have been attacked rather than the being a, a whole system like NHS. We're number one. Another example. We're number one. Yeah, but the like, but even then, I mean, like, one because like one of the things that like um, that typically happens is that they kind of go after a while. They go, okay, the threat. Of getting back, uh, of uh, holding of uh, holding the the data hostage, isn't an, isn't a good isn't a good enough ransom after a while because they know that eventually that like they're obviously doing recovery or something in the background, so it's really not so trying to hold the data hostage isn't a problem. But then saying, well, we're gonna make money one way or another, we're either gonna sell it on the dark web or we're going to get you guys to buy it back again. Yeah. You know, so and if then, I can just cut in, so it just co- it basically break. comes. It, it's basically like a really convoluted bank robbery. Yeah, it, it it it's a really convoluted bank robbery, done by done very cheaply, very mm. effectively, and very mm. easily. And that's the worst part. Like these guys mm. aren't like elite hackers. These guys no. are probably they probably either spent about a week making this, or they just bought it and they were just able to just use it against mm. someone who was unexpected, yeah. you know? Well, according to, like, um, to certain probes, apparently this is, like, a, a serial group who've been do- who've been doing this across Europe. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's so, what I mean, like, it would take a week to code this up. Mm. That's the thing, because all the stuff you can just get, you know, even on the surface web, not just on the dark web. Yeah. And I think people would be shocked about actually what you can find just on code websites, yeah. you know? Well, can I just double check something? So if I'm understanding, because I'm not a cybersecurity guy like you guys, this is sort of the result of systems not being updated and kind of effectively a door being left open. They have now gotten into the systems, locked the door, offered to sell back the key, but they've also got a copy. Can I just ask, because this is the big thing I get asked, which is what is the actual risk 
to like a normal rando like me? What is the fallout of this kind of thing going well or even going wrong? So, so the, con- the concern here is that we don't know exactly what's been taken, but because it's medical records, which are pretty much the highest rated, most valuable records you have on you. Um, it, it, you know, like, I mean, again, like the, like the, the second highest thing would be having credit card data or debit card data stolen. Yeah. So th- and again, this is more important. So how concerned would you be if you heard that Visa or MasterCard got hacked? Oh God! Not very. You know, yeah, it's not very. You know, it depends. It depends, really. But like, if they, if they got your card details, your address, yeah. your phone number, these are all things that would definitely be stored with uh, uh, with Visa and Mastercard. Well, here's uh, the thing. Well, you know, well, on it, that point, though, Bryn, right? The only reason why I would say that's slightly different is because the difference between a credit card company and mm. you know the Irish health system, all a lot of that stuff would be hashed. Okay, wait, hold on. Hashing is when it's encrypted, yeah. uh, so it's not stored in plain text. And then also there are controls like two-factor authentication, which yeah. you, which is your smartphone. There are controls in place yeah. that even if oh, it is hacked, you know. Also, 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 also worth mentioning as well that like um, the likes of Visa, Visa, Mastercard are all part of a large organization called PCI, right. which is basically where all of them came together because they were like, "Well, this this data is really important. Yeah. So we should be doing the absolute utmost they to make have, sure that they have their own not only they have their own standards they, in place. Gold. They've got the high. Yeah. I would even say platinum. Compared to, every, compared to everything else out there, I mean, yeah. really, like, there's nothing like, like PCI is like having like having worked both in security, but also actually been an employee in a PCI compliant environment. Mm. Like, it's crazy, man. Because you know, you like to get like to get to my workstation, I'd have to go through two different security doors. Yeah. I'm not allowed to have my phone on my desk. Yeah. I'm not allowed to have like I'm not allowed to bring a backpack in or anything like that. That has to all go into a locker. And then yep. the only thing that's at my desk is stuff that can't leave my desk. Yeah. You know, and then as well as that, like you can't, um, you know, like uh, for, for entering like password, up to, password had to update every 60 days because again, they want it to be as a short period as possible. And then as well as that, they also want to make sure that you can't write down your password anywhere. You know, like all these things are done because again, PCI is the highest standard. And again, this is there, there is an argument to be made that the medical field, at least, like, I mean, look, like when it comes to being in theaters and whatever, computers aren't really used for the high pressure stuff anyway. Mm. You know, so there's no, there's no need to have a high standard while you're on a ward, for example. But if you're doing anything on the administration side of stuff, that's Absolutely. where the security needs we'll see, to be. Well, see, in, in America, there are there's HIPAA, right? And HIPAA is is the you know I deal with this on on a daily basis, mm. where you know when you're actually sending data to and from like medical data, um, that's a serious thing, you know, because of this reason. Because here's the thing, and also with GDPR, which is what we're under, um, if you got a letter, Kean, right, and right. Uh, it was from your neighbor down the road, and it was his or her medical records. That doctor or that hospital would actually be uh, in breach of GDPR and could be sued for thousands, because you, uh, if you open that, that data was it was technically called a breach. Now, what happened to this was the reason why this is such a big deal is because all the data is just out there now, and we don't know what it is. We don't know 
who has it we don't even know which branch it was and because everything is linked up as well um it's just a matter of time before hold on Brennan, someone's aggressively typing. Yeah, yeah I was Brennan. gonna say if they found you. They found you. It's like you were Tony downstairs, Brent. <laughs> but anyway, downstairs. but you were yeah, saying, Dara. But basically, with, with this, um, it, I think that the major reason why it's so bad is because it was it was never secured anyway, right? It was just kind of there, and it is like the most sensitive data you can get because one, it's you know, it's stuff that you, you may or may not want out there. That's one side of it. But there's also, you know, you can do really good scams with this. You know, hey, I'm, I'm working with such and such hospital. Your name is this. Can you confirm that this is your middle name? Can you confirm this? And here's the thing. You don't know that. that like, yeah, okay, you, you might be unaware, but like they only have to be lucky one time and then well, they can do whatever. You've, you've circled back to the point I wanted to kind of steer us on to, which is you've just kind of discussed academically why this is kind of a terrible thing. But what is the actual risk to someone? Like, is this all? Because I know I've gotten more scam calls in the past week from 083 numbers. I don't know if that's related to this. But like, what, how will this affect people's day-to-day lives going forward? Or will it indeed at all? First of all, the 03 scam is probably more related to the to the Facebook uh, hack. Yeah. Uh, that you had because you probably had your phone number yeah because they got hacked a while back and they got hacked hacked like twice in quick succession Uh, and because they own whatsapp they probably have your phone number so your phone number has been compromised oh lovely yeah Yeah. well the thing about it is you know it it is what it is you know with that kind of stuff but with the to, to answer your question concisely um this is the cybersecurity equivalent of a couple of missiles been launched in Dublin. Um, it is it's the largest cyber attack in the history of the state, but also it's this the scale of it we don't really know because we don't know what kind of network they had set up. We don't know what was segmented. We don't know what where the data was held because in normal network setups environments. Data is usually held off-site, or it's it's in a different environment, or it's in in the cloud through AWS, and it's all protected in that way. We don't we don't know if they had that. They probably just had everything in one place for convenience, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is what makes it so dangerous. But it's, it's all it's, convenient. It's, it's a it's a mix of like convenience and also a lack of funding to have better yeah. options. Exactly. You know, like, like it's not, it's not like it's not just like I, I think it's too simple to like I think it's too simple to kind of go. Oh yeah, well they, they did this out of sheer laziness. No, it's it's, it's not got like, to do with that. It's it, look, yeah. I think right with, with the admin kind of thing. You know, you want to make sure you have everything. Like the, uh, the reason why you don't hack hospitals is again because there's no honor in it. It's so easy. Mm. When I was in Manute, right? When I was in college in Manute, we had a lecture, and he was like, "Yeah, when I went in, I just pulled my laptop in, and I could just change my medical records whenever I wanted to." Um, you know, and that was just, and he was sick. Apparently, he just wanted better care. Um, so it's it's that kind of thing where like you know I think you wanted a different meal or something and um, you know it, these are kind of things that you can just do and there's no honour in doing it it's more just kind of like we all know it's bad and then as I said there'll be white hat hackers who will sit there and ensure that this stuff is secured because it's like look at the best uh, 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 well at best you're going to get away with someone's data at worst you're going to compromise someone's cancer treatment or you know stuff they need right it's just there's no reason in it. 
So what I would say is uh, in the short term, it's going to affect cancer treatments, uh, people's appointments. In the long term, your data is probably online, uh, stuff you may or may not want online. You could get scammed, you could get blackmailed. Um, like it, it's, it's really reset the game here. And the thing about it is the real question, Keen, is can this happen again? Oh, yeah. Will it happen again? Oh, yeah, because it's an attack vector. Now, they're going to say, oh, we've increased funding. We've brought in this, that, the other. Governments don't work. Um, and fundamentally, <laughs> they don't work. So I don't believe that. Um, because here's the thing. You know, you know how often stuff is hacked? Every 30 uh, seconds, there's like two, two or three thousand attacks happen. Every, like, everything has been attacked all the time. And now that, we, now that the weakness of the national security infrastructure has been exposed, um, I, I would expect to see this more and more. Well, then, actually, that kind of circles me back to one pertinent question I have on this, which is how can people listening at home be more vigilant about this, even, even not even necessarily like in regards to HSC in general, but if we're going to see a lot more of this affecting our day-to-day lives... What things can we do to avoid being caught or like Bryn said, kind of, what was that term? Getting fished in, that kind of thing. What can we do? That's a good question, Bryn. Do you want to take it? I, like, I mean, like, like, that's what we're talking about. In, t- in terms of like phishing emails, like the, the thing you have to just really be, uh, you just have to kind of like think about it. Yeah, you just have to make sure that like, it's like when um to kind of like to build up to phishing emails, like when you get like a like when you get a phone call from any from a phone number you haven't seen before, what do you do? Uh, it depends. Like I got caught out twice because I got rung by Irish numbers, and I'm a freelance worker, so I answered them, and they were scams. If it wasn't, I'd ignore it and not yep. leave a voicemail. Right, but like you, as soon as you realize it's not a call that you want to be on, you're hanging up as quickly as possible, right? Right. Yeah. So basically, it's the, the same kind of thought process has to be taken to phishing emails, right? So if you see an email come through, it has to come to spam anything like that. It's just right there, your main your main line inbox. It comes through, and you're just, you just have to first of all look at the email address, see what the email address is. Cause usually from the email address on it, you can kind of go, this looks suspect. Does you like it, it, it's, you know, either, either it just doesn't make, it doesn't make any level of uh, sense in how it's uh, in how it's written, or it also kind of, they can also give telltale signs. Like some of these ones are not very clever where they can say like, I'm scamming you at yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you can check. Like, you can check. I, and also um, there's something to be said for grammar. If, yeah. Like a lot of uh, places, yeah. Yeah. A lot of these places are coming from India and um, the Middle East and Africa and stuff. Just literally just check the if the grammar, if the grammar is hello, I am not scam. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah, it's probably, you know, it, it can be like that, but like, yeah, look, and also again, if something is too good to be true, it usually yeah. is, you know. Mm. Yep. Like, I mean, there, there's lots of those kind of instances where, like, if you if you uh, give yourself a chance to, um, if you give yourself a chance to uh, put down, to just like look at what. Of what's coming through just going like, okay is there a link here 
and then really just think about going, well, do I really want to open this link? Especially if it's from the source, you don't know. Do not click links. Yeah, that's a good one. Don't click links. Like, it's very much a case of, like, also, like, I mean, one of the things that, like, um, I've had to drill through to both, uh, to, like, my family members is that if they're unsure about something, if they think something might be suspicious, they forward it on to me to have a look through it. Yeah. And then usually I'll tell them, yeah, that's fine. Or I'll tell them. Yeah, I offer that service too. (laughs) but it's one of those things where like you know and like yeah look i mean you might not know like might you might not have a like people might not have anyone who's it savvy but it's also just like a good idea to kind of go hey did anyone else get an email like this did anyone else see something like this because you like you don't know what you don't know and you're better off going hey this looks suspect what does anyone else think you know absolutely look it's but this kind of stuff it's better to be safe than sorry really like you know it's you can't be uh you can't be unpregnant, you know. No. So, so you're, you're you know, you're better off, you know, look, looking after that in way. You can't, you can't be unsick, you know, after you get sick. So it's better, or you can't unbreak a window. Yeah. So you know, you're better off kind of like right, well, plan for it, and that's the big thing with with the the government, like, because you know, it's, look, I, I I'm not a fan of the way they handle pretty much everything, and their cybersecurity infrastructure is atrocious. I hope, and my hope, my sincere hope that this is a wake up call, and you know, there needs to be someone on personally it needs to be someone who is in charge of this you know who actually knows what's going on because i've heard terms that just don't make any sense you know buzzwords and scaring people about the dark web and the deep web and zero days and this is all nonsense you know um so it's just it's just a kind of what i would say is if you can't control what the government do but i would like someone in charge who actually knows what they're talking about and i think we might actually get that with the funding but from yourself, if you're just listening to this, going, "Oh my God, you know, this is terrifying," don't be scared. Just use your uh, use your common sense. And if you if you're if you get like a scam text or a scam email or something like that, um, just you know, there there are programs you can get. But if you if you see something that looks wrong, then it usually is. And do yeah. not click links. Another thing as well, if you see a link, you can actually hover your mouse over it, and it'll actually show you where it's going. Yeah. And that's usually quite good because if it's going somewhere, like for example, if you get an email from PayPal and it's saying uh, oh hey you need to change your password and then you hover your mouse over and it's going to like Kadekistan or whatever dot com don't click that link you know yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a good time you know yeah it's it's also the same thing as like you know I mean one of the things that like uh, the in fairness of the one that some of the, one of the things that the banks have been very good about recently has been saying like look the, you know how we contact you is X Y and Z oh. doing X Y uh, and we will never ask for critical for critical PII yeah. over the phone or over email Absolutely. and we won't we won't be giving you links to click and stuff like yeah. that we will refer we will say you need to go to certain places and the, you know the, these are the kind of things that uh, these are like the kind of things that you need to be mindful of when it comes to like you know like well hold on if you think about it for a second right how long does it take you to get an appointment to the hospital years yeah do you really think they're going to ring you? Yeah. You know, it's like, these are the same people that you you, you you go for a scan and it takes two years for it to arrive. For example, two years to get my stomach fixed. That's how long I had to wait for a scan. Then they canceled the day before. And it took another year. Mm. They're not going to ring me asking me if all my details are up to date randomly. That's not happening. They're just not no. going to do it. So, you know, just think about it. You know, it's like, do you really think that a bad service is going to get better after they get hacked? No. 
Well, I think that's actually what you're getting to is the heart of the issue there is that in I've been following the story fairly avidly on the news apps and that kind of stuff. But yeah. not only are, are you kind of, as you're suggesting, we weren't ready for this, but I don't even think that like someone who doesn't work in the tech industry like myself isn't equipped to understand. Yeah, that's the is. thing. You know what I mean? See, that's, see, that's the thing. That's why people aren't like on the streets protesting this or mm-hmm. upset or whatever. This is the equivalent of, I said, two missiles hitting the middle of Dublin and all our politicians standing there with the pants around, pants around their ankles. We're, nobody understands how serious this is because, you know, they're not educated on it. And that's fair. But what yeah. I'd say, another thing on this that should be done, honestly, is everyone raised to a level of understanding of how dangerous this stuff actually is. Yeah. For example, if you find a USB key outside, a lot of people, what they do is they pick it up and plug it into the computer to find out exactly what's on it. Because social engineering is the most, listen, you can have the best systems in the world. The, I, we've seen it. Brian and myself have seen it. You can have the best systems in the world, right? Million dollar systems. Multi million dollar systems and you're talking to someone running it and they have a password that's like password one two three or yeah. password with an at symbol and they're like oh that's my secure server password what the fuck you know, sorry what mm. what are you talking about you know yeah. it's that kind of thing it's it's we as people are lazy <laughs> and we'd like to take shortcuts and that's what social engineering relies on and it, it, that, that's it, it is, there's, there's other areas of, where social engineering isn't so much about us being lazy but like it's and trusting and trusting lazy yeah, and trusting that's yeah. what we are we're lazy and trusting and yeah. here's the thing that's not our fault we are hardlined through thousands of years of evolution to trust each other and to be lazy Mm. And it just that's it. You know? I remember seeing like a, I remember seeing a, um, a talk from a guy talking about this before, where he said like he got into a really secure, uh, really secure building purely because he pretended that he needed to be in a wheelchair. Yep, that'll do it. And people were holding doors open. It's like there was people where you could see them. You could see them, but like they were following tailgating rules until he showed up in a wheelchair, and then suddenly the rules stopped applying. This is, so, so this is called physical penetration testing, mm. where you'd actually like you'd, you, you know, you'd be given a scope and you get hired by a company to do it. You know, you might, you know, lockpick the doors, you test it. You know, you kind of like uh, what they used to say is a lot of people would show up in uh, jackets, you know, like aircom jackets and right. go, hey, I'm, I'm here from IT to fix your, fix your computer, you know, or a good one is um, wear a suit. And then go, hey, look, I'm here for an interview. Spill coffee over a bunch of papers. And then go, here, look, can you print off my CV? Hand them a USB key that's loaded with a script. And there you go. Mm. You know? Okay. There's, there's This kind of stuff is well known. And the thing about it is you can spend millions of dollars securing all this kind of stuff, right? And then it can be undone. But as Brent said, somebody pretending that they needed a wheelchair or somebody, you know, uh, you know, go, like standing outside waiting for someone to come back in from the smoke and then go, oh, sorry, I lost my thing at the desk. You know, yeah. and this is, there's lo- there's all these kind of things that you can do. And yeah. it's just like, you know, the, the best way to do it is obviously prepare for this stuff, but that costs money. So I personally believe that education is the way here. People just being aware of this kind of stuff. And that comes from the top yeah. down <laughs> like, and the bottom up. 
you know, I mean, for the average person, they don't need to bog themselves down in too much of the detail. They can just think about what the best practices are. Like another thing that occurred to me there is like if you're really concerned about certain bits of data being traced back to like uh, to your email account, you can always create another one. That's in true. A different a new border account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's, it's not about having like I mean, I use Proton Mail for a lot of yeah, uh, yeah. for a lot of my professional for a lot of my professional email now because. I'd rather keep my stuff on with an encrypted email service yep. than, than use something a bit more commonplace, you know? And these are things, these are things that are open op- uh, options. And again, like, you know, if ProtonMail does want to uh, sponsor us, I'd really, really appreciate yeah. that because their service is excellent. You well, know, as well, so. as well, like, you know, there are things you can do just from like a big thing is the phones. And I know mm-hmm. we're not, we're getting into it. We're, we're, you know, we're not getting in the weeds, but like, you know, hacking someone's computer nowadays, unless it's a work computer, is kind of redundant, you know, in my opinion. Because, like, no one's really doing anything on their computer that much outside of work, but their phones have their whole life, man. Oh, God, you, know, you get yeah. someone's whole phone, it's like, that's it. And that's why it's important, you know, to use the same kind of thing. You know, if you're on your phone, I, I'll, I'll give you a personal story. I was mindly scrolling one day to get getting lunch, and then I, I got a, a pop-up message on Facebook from someone who I knew, but they never messaged me. And it's like, hey, is this a picture of you? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I nearly clicked it. And here's the thing. It wasn't that I was even in my professional cybersecurity mind. I was just in average, average Joe waiting for my lunch mind, you know? And that's where they get you. Mindless scrolling. Because I would mm. just click the link and only for the fact that I was like, wait, what, what am I doing? What's going on, you know? And that's how easy it can happen. So a lot of what we're talking about is even more important when you're on your phone because you'll get a random pop-up. You know, use antivirus. And the amount of people I see you, with, uh, with an Android phone in particular, no antivirus on their phone. Yeah. Mind-boggling. Unbelievable. You know, they won't download Avast or AVG or Malwarebytes or something like that. Just something on their phone. It's unbelievable. That opens them up to something. They're not getting hacked yet. But <laughs> if they download something, there you go. You can actually have someone's very easily, you know, and there's different ways you can do it here, man. I have a free, uh, a free app that I want you to download or you go onto the website, you know, um, whatever it is, you can do it. You can do a social engineering email. They click into it, they download it, they go onto it and then it takes the phone up. And because there's no antivirus on the phone, that's it. There's nothing to block it. And then you have a command and control uh, server just running it. You know, it's, this is all kind of stuff that is very real and can happen very easily. And it's about being aware of it, which is the real message here. But to circle back to what you were saying earlier, we are inherently trusting. And I know for you guys, it's a living. But for most people, technology is a way of making life easier and faster. And it's hard to kind of add vigilance to the thing that is effectively our life shortcut, you know? So here's the thing. There's a triangle. Fast, quick, sorry, fast, easy and cheap. Right. You can have two, you can't have all three. Right. So it can be fast and cheap, but it won't be it won't be safe. It won't work well. You know? Um and, and that's basically how it goes. You know, it's it's like when you, you get a computer like as we said, you know, multi million dollar uh, corporations buy these suites to do a lot of the stuff for them. Other ones don't. Like for example, if the to circle back to the, the HSE thing, if the HSE had have bought one of these suites, the actual holds would have been identified and they probably would have been what we'd call patched or remediated. But because they weren't, they were just sitting there waiting for someone to come along. 
and because it's quick, right? Because a lot of the stuff that they use is quick and it's cheap, so it's not safe. So that's just it, you know. And it, with people's normal life, like yeah, you'll go on to Netflix, you know, those kind of stuff. You know, we're getting a little bit better now with stuff being built into this kind of thing. Like your your browser and stuff isn't going to let you do this. It's going to block certain things. Windows Defender is getting better. Um, but even with Mac as well, like there's a reason why Macs don't really get hacked as often because they're so expensive. There's a reason why Linux doesn't get hacked so often. It's because nobody uses it except for, you know, people in the industry or people concerned about stuff. You know, it's all about scoping. Like if you're using an Android phone and a Windows 10 machine, you're using the most popular phone in the world. You're using the most popular operating system in the world. Therefore, you're at a bigger risk of being hacked because people have developed these tools to hack you. But if you're if you're a Linux user or a Mac user and you're using an iPhone, the lim- the, the risk goes down. It's still there. You know, mm. that's what I mean. But that's that's kind of like a very good way of looking at it. That doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean the Android phones are bad. Not I prefer them. But what I mean is you have to be a bit more vigilant about how you use them and what you're actually clicking and what you're downloading. Right. And like, um, do you like, do you think beyond, we talked this through quite a lot actually for, you guys have summed up a really complicated issue really, really well. But do you think that like, there's going to be any other fallout you haven't mentioned or? Yeah. Like, okay, look, let's put it this way, right? I, you know, I, I joke governments don't work. Uh, and it, it, you know, it's uh, well. That's kind of true in certain ways. With this, uh, with cybersecurity, it's not that they, they it's not that they can't work. Like, it's not that they can't work. It's it's that it's such a new thing, right? It's such a new area. Even though it's not, it takes like it takes about governments what fifteen years to catch up. Right. You know, only now they finally caught up with streaming. They have laws now for piracy and all that kind of stuff. It takes them a long time to catch up because, as you said, the adoption rate is so slow, and then it's huge. You know, think about where we were 10 years ago. You were on your dial-up internet or your, your broadband. And now, you know, we're doing this show through the internet, right? Mm. That's what I mean. And it, it's crazy. So that's why it's, that's the problem with governments who aren't aware of it, which is why I believe having someone there who knows what's going on will help. But will there be fallout? The American government had a cyber, get, get cyber attacked all the time, obviously. But they've invested trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars into counter-offensive and having those other stuff. But even still, companies still get hacked in America. Look at the pipeline that got hacked there. That's, mm-hmm. That was using 40-year-old operating systems written in a 40-year-old language that three people, that's not an exaggeration or verbally, three people in America know how to write called Cobalt. And, you know, this is what I mean. Our system is built on prayers, duct tape, and hope. Yeah. And it's only a matter, and it, it, it's not designed for what it's been used for. That's the truth of it. So, you know, will there be more hacking? Yes. It's why if you're, if you're sitting at home going, oh my God, this sounds so crazy and cool. It is. Go, go and learn IT. You'll have a job for life. But cybersecurity, you'll have a massive job because stuff's going to get hacked all the time because it just is. And because especially with all of, with the lockdown and everything, more people are on the internet than ever as well. Not even that, man. Like, it's just, you know, it's becoming more and more part of life. Like, you know, with, with the lockdowns and with the, with the work from home kind of stuff, they've opened up these new attack vectors. But like, again, people are still people. And, you know, if we were to send out, uh, uh, if we were to send out even a hotspot, let's, okay, we're doing a convention and we're about to do a talk. We would set up a hotspot of a Raspberry Pi and we could set that in and intercept every traffic and go, this is a clone of this is a clone of an access point for let's say the convention center. 
Hmm. How many people do you think would click on that to use the free Wi-Fi? Oh, I would say hundreds. Yes. In fact, if we can get permission, we might even try that. Because you have to get permission if you're going to actually do something like that. You don't just do that. Seriously, don't hack anybody unless you have permission. It's called scoping. It's very important. It's how you don't go to jail for this. But if you were <laughs> to actually do that, right, I guarantee you, you would have so many people clicking there. It would actually terrify you. And until that changes, there's always going to be risks. Because again, like mm. I don't believe throwing money at stuff works. It definitely helps. I believe education works so people are aware of the risks. It's like it's like anything, you know, using a knife to like make your dinner. Knife's dangerous, dude. Like, you know, scissors are dangerous, you know. <laughs> this kind of stuff, playing with electricity, all that kind of stuff. Anything we use comes with a certain amount of risk. Playing travel, yeah. But you know, but anything we use has a certain amount of risk to it. And until we're like aware of the risks, I, and using technology is like quite dangerous. It's also amazing. But it comes to these risks and until that's mitigated to an extent, you know, it, like, I, you know, I, I used to think that like it would get better because, you know, we've ingratiated it. But a lot of my friends are teachers and they're like, yeah, the kids don't know how to turn on a desktop. Mm. You know, and it, you're just like, what? And they're like, yeah, because they're so used to using their phones. Oh, I see. OK, because I was going to so, say kids were more tech savvy. than ever, So like. did I. So did I, but obviously not, you know, and it's, it's that kind of thing where like, well, you yeah, know, like you, you, it's also that thing, it just proves that like people don't know what they don't know. You that's know? what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. And that's why I think, you know, bringing in this kind of stuff where like, you know, kids are made aware of the dangers of this that, and the other. And don't get me wrong. I've actually talked to, uh, you know, talked to some people who are younger than me and they're really like on the ball, like a hundred percent. And that, I think that's what it is. It's like, what I've noticed is the divide is, it, it was always people who are into this kind of stuff and people who weren't, but that divide now has gotten deeper and darker. So the people who are really into it are really into it. The people who aren't into it are really not into it. And it's kind of an interesting thing because it's like, yeah, okay, job for life, but also danger because you have people use computers who are maybe not aware of it. But it, 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 that, it's also this thing of like, you know, like people don't, like if you if you tell someone that like oh if you drive this car you might have a car accident people will turn around and go probably won't happen today or probably won't happen right. to me if you tell someone hey you might get hacked on your phone they'd go my phone no. can be hacked yeah so that's the, true. It's, it's it's even it's like even that further stage stage away from like they don't even they don't even know that there is a risk with it and if that's where you're educating people that's like that's a, that's a huge that's a huge amount of education to do because like again like is comparing it to cars like you say someone hey you might die if you get in that car today they can understand why you're saying it because it's mm. been how like I mean especially for, for people our age who've had three decades worth of what I can only describe as horrific uh, ads around car around cars and the yeah, havoc they that, can cause they that, can cause that, that, that body to yeah. body one still sticks with you. Oh, oh the, no, the, no, no, no. The, 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 the car, the, yeah, yeah. The, the car, the car flipping over the fence. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a bad one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, but I mean, they're all bad. I mean, there's the one with the, the motorcyclist going around the corner too fast. There's the, the one with the car slamming into the two, into the couple shifting. Uh, yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the, that's the body, the body one. one. No, the, yeah, the body, yeah. the, the body, the body one is the one yeah. where they're, uh, they're all in the car. One person didn't have seat, seat belt on and then they all, 
all he goes flying around beating the crap out of everyone. Here's the thing, all right, on that. The, the real risk is because it's like, it, it's this trust, you know, you have this little device and it's amazing and it's your best yeah. friend and you have all this kind of stuff and it's great. Then you don't realize that it's a two-way mirror and everything that you mm. do can be seen on the other side. But like companies and all that kind of stuff use that obviously to sell your data and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like this is why we, we promote the Brave browser and say to you certain yeah. things. But Bons like... Well, they did. Don't do it anymore. Sucks. Mm. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I I don't really... <laughs> it's kind of funny because, like, people are like, oh, IT is so scary. And then you, you see it's not really, you know. It's just about kind of changing your way of thinking and your way of interacting with this kind of stuff. But with um, with cyber with cyber security in particular, like, it's it's more like, going to the bad, bad parts of town and not being aware, or going to town and just wandering around, and in the middle of the night just walking up to random people. You wouldn't do it, but you think there's that certain level of separation, because you're not really in any danger if you if you get hacked on your phone. You're not mm. really in any, like physical danger if your credit card gets stolen on the phone. But you really are then, because then it has real-world implications, and I think it's about people understanding that real-world implication. And as I said, if we were to do that experiment at a convention, where we set up an access point on a Raspberry Pi and got people to connect, the amount of people that wouldn't even think about it would be unbelievable. And you well, would get then, everything. You would get everything. You would get logins. You would get, if they were checking their bank, you'd get that. And think about what happens at cons in particular, man, right? And this is why when you go to hacking conventions, nobody uses the Wi-Fi there because it's just people are just out there to mm. get you. That's the whole point of it. But, oh, I just didn't use it because everyone crowds in on the one thing and there's no point. But this is it, right? But what I'm saying to you is, like, if we were to, to, to really kind of just examine that, you know, think about what you do at cons. You're buying stuff, so there's lots of uh, people checking their bank balance. There's mm-hmm. people talking to each other. Imagine if someone's using up. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I mean. You yeah. know, you, you could get all that traffic completely unencrypted because it's going through your access points, so you're actually able to see everything. You'd be able to get any documents that's going on. You know, anything that they're sharing, you know, and the thing, again, another scary part of this is lots of kids and stuff would go to these conventions as well, and all mm. their stuff would be taken too. So it opens up that, that Pandora's box, you know, and f- for me... Or kids using their parents' phones, that kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And for me, I'm just like, you know, the fact that that is a possibility, h- how can you defend against that? Well, you would say, hey, don't connect to random Wi-Fi. But that's not something you can enforce, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you put that up, there's no there's no thing you can put on the phone to block it because that will stop out. That will make it more difficult. People will, will not like it. You know, it, it's balancing that convenience with, um, with, with safety. And you're never going to have both. You're always going to have one or the other. So that's why, you know, with all due respect, Bryn, I think, you know, while education is difficult, I think it's the only way we're actually going to be able to. Oh, totally. Have <laughs> something. What I was saying was that, like, it's the like that the, the the chasm that like the like the the education gap is a chasm. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. You know, and sure. like, yeah. you know, I, I think that that's one of the things where it's like, yeah, like education is definitely like is definitely the cheapest, most effective way to to resolve a huge amount of the issues here, but. Like 
you know, let's not pretend that like, oh, it's going to be an easy thing to get people educated. No. Okay, no. To, to put it into perspective, and we yeah. will move on. We we move we will move on from this because this this is a good topic. I might actually cut this for a, a thing. But, well, yeah. actually, so, before but, you kind of before we swerve away, actually, because like to be honest, I feel like this is the show now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. it's this does might be a bonus episode. We'll just do the <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, I think I think this is a bonus show, actually, to be fair. It is, yeah. Well, yeah. then, can I ask, because you're both experts in this field, like, you know, we've kind of pinned down, based kind of talking around the issue, is that education and awareness is kind of the biggest hurdle to overcome. But you also spoke about how the Irish government, and governments in particular, need someone who is up to date on this kind of stuff because let's be honest, technology does move faster than bureaucratic administrations. This is increasing. This has been like the increasing issue of this century is that technology has moved, is moving at a rate that eclipses how governments, it's not even like legislation. It's just like how governments work. If you think about it like this way, most like most uh, most governments change over every five years, yeah. Which means that in that five years, like in that five years, we've uh, we will have seen uh, we will have seen two we will have seen two to three leaps in what RAM and what hard and uh, in terms of what RAM and what in terms of what CPU usage can do. In that time, that's just going to raw into the into the raw uh, hardware specifications, and what's possible with those kind of leaps over time means more stuff can be accomplished very simply. And if that's what's happening, and we're, um, we're you're talking with elective officials who, look, to be fair, don't have the tech savviness to understand what, what's happening. You need to have people who are educated on it. You know, it's it's one of the reasons why, like you know, like uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why one of the most common things that's come up in this show is why we've said there needs to be a massive rethinking about how copyright works. Because yeah. if it's like, there's no point having copyright locked to the U.S. if it's possible for someone in Ireland to steal it. Yep. You know, like it. It just does. It doesn't make sense to you know. These are these are the kind of things that need to be updated and to be rethought. And uh, Keen, what was your question actually? Yeah, sorry, I was actually I've gotten really invested in Bryn's point. My question is, and I'm going to put my drama teaching hat on here. Okay. You mentioned that you needed people who were informed on this working yeah. in high levels of government. Let's yeah. say it's the two of you. God bless you. What would you two do in terms of both security and educating the general public to try and we can't prevent this, obviously, but to limit this happening again? Oh, they couldn't afford me. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. No, to be fair, like with uh, you know, that's the first thing, that's the reality, and that's why it hasn't happened because in private sectors, like okay, to put it into perspective, right. The, the the highest job in the land which would actually do this, right? The highest position that you can get in cyber in Ireland was 70,000 euro, which look, is a lot yeah. of money. But in industry, in, in, in rates of scale, it's really not. Yeah. It's really not. And then the budget to actually implement this kind of stuff is minuscule too. Yeah. So they've, they've now fixed that where they've actually given a, a proper wage to someone, right? 
in this to, to compete with industry. Because remember, like with cyber, you're competing with banks, you're competing with those who actually will pay the mm. actual the, the actual proper rate and then the benefits and that. But then also have the budget to implement all these solutions. So that's the first thing they had to do. And fair play, they did do it. Um, but if the first thing that you'd have to do really is, you know, what they're kind of doing now, where they're like, they're putting in controls and segmenting the data out. And, you know, there is something to be said as well. I don't know, British, what you think about this. I suppose I'll throw it back to you. Um, with the HSE thing, you know, put it in the cloud and having access controls to, uh, you know, limiting out access controls and doing least privilege on that because that's, that's what I would do, you know? And here's another thing as well, but on that point, right? Google, Facebook, Amazon, all have their headquarters in Dublin, right? So let's even take me and bring out of it. They all have their headquarters in Dublin. I think that the government should be like, all right, lads, you want your headquarters here? Or Apple as well. You want your headquarters here as well? Okay. You're not going to pay us tax fair enough, but you are going to manage your cybersecurity here. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. That seems like a very reasonable request, yeah. Even just thinking about it a bit more, because it's not just those guys who no. have their European headquarters. All of them do. No, but like the, even like when you think about it, when you think about this, the likes of FireEye. Yeah. Are also have their headquarters in Ireland. Yeah. Like uh, like Apple, they're based in Cork. Yep. Um, Malware bites. Malware bites in Cork as well. Yeah. Um, and then like you know, there's you know, I mean, Rapid Seven. Like, yep. yeah, I mean, the, the, look, there's it, it really. I mean, like it. it there absolutely could be a deal made to go, well, we want discounts on our cloud storage for AWS. We want, yep. you know, we want this, that, and the other for security, for uh, security suites and security features and firewalls. Uh, all of these things are uh, are on the table. Yeah. You know. I, but I see, I think that, and look, to get to that point, you need to have somebody who knows what they're asking for. Mm. And, if, and to be fair, if that is your man who's get or man or woman who is getting paid the money, well, then grand, that should actually yeah. be their job to, to basically be head of procurement to yeah. go to these corporations and be like, hey, man, I want, you know, if you're going to be here, we're going to yeah. leverage you. Because look, we're a small, we're a small country. And we're not really equipped for this kind of stuff. No. We're not America. We're not Canada. But we do host all these places. And I think it's ridiculous that you literally have these cybersecurity companies literally beside hospitals yeah. <laughs> in some cases. And yeah. we're using archaic technology. And look, if, if, if that was the one message from this, I would be like, lads, get yourself a negotiator to be like, if you're going to be in Ireland, great. You don't have to pay tax, fine, but we're going to outsource our cybersecurity out to you guys to handle this. Give us some of your people. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that can actually afford it. Our government can't. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 like, I mean, Dara, I know you like kind of ripping on the government for a myriad of reasons, but like, oh, it's always just I mean, it is fair to say <laughs> it's, it's that like Ireland doesn't have as much money as Amazon. Like, you know. No. Well, they could do. Yeah. Nations don't have. All right, guys. Gonna have to leave it there. Um, thanks very much for everyone who's listening on Phoenix 92.5 FM. We do appreciate it. Um, but if you want to get the rest of this show, go over to nerdtonomedia.com. What are you waiting for? Go right now. Nerdtonomedia.com is where you can find the rest of the show. Countless shows. We have shows pretty much on everything. It's where you're going to find them for us. Tons of wrestling shows, nerd shows, everything that you could possibly want is over on Nerdtonomedia right now. Nerdtonomedia.com, of course, if you would rather do the visual version. 
near to no media on YouTube. We're not hard to find at all. So we'll see you next time here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Check out the rest of Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Get yourself a negotiator to be like, if you're going to be in Ireland, great. You don't have to pay tax fines, but we're going to outsource the cybersecurity out to you guys to handle this. Give us some of your people. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that can actually afford it. Our government can't. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, work, and, like, I mean, Dara, I know you like kind of ripping on the government for a myriad of reasons, but like, oh, it's always just I mean, it is fair to say <laughs> it's, it's that like Ireland doesn't have as much money as Amazon. Like, you know, no, well, dude, could, dude, yeah, nations don't have as much money as Amazon. Nations don't have as much money as Bezos. Mm. Yeah, you know, well, like, consider, considering that Bezos isn't in debt, most nations are like, you yeah, know, <laughs> exactly. He could buy nations like, you know, like people go on Amazon themselves. And I, yeah. just, I just can't believe that no one has had that, that hasn't, that in government hasn't thought, you know what, maybe we could go and talk to FireEye and be like, lads, mm. would, you, would you send someone over? Maybe you've said it on the radio, out. someone may, you know, yeah, well, yeah. I, that's what I would do, you know, to yeah. be fair. Like, I think the only thing I'd add on to that, uh, will be, again, on the education front, is start doing more, um, is uh, like absolutely create like a public, public service announcements about, uh, around data security and also data privacy. Um, you know, because again, look, I think those are things where it's always good to kind of, I think like the more you massage into your head, like, hey, if you don't do this, this is what you're opening yourself up to. You, you took know. the words out of my mouth, Brent. To circle back to your kind of car yeah. show from the 90s yeah. ads thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that even I know, as like as somebody who doesn't work in this industry, that cybersecurity is sort of the big looming yeah. threat of our time. And I think it's yeah. not enough to trust that each individual yeah. citizen will take the initiative to find one thing that i would do on that front that like uh, the, i know the rsa do and i think it's a genius idea mm. is uh, every year the rsa holds a competition mm. yeah. where they say to they say to media students hey create us an ad for road safety mm. and yeah, i think that's a that's very a smart idea. idea and i i think that's the same kind of thing that you could do for i think you could do it for like i mean any kind of public service announcement you know like, but again, like you're, we're talking about cybersecurity, so like absolutely for data security or data privacy, you can absolutely well, do stuff like that. Well, here's the thing on that as well, right? If you actually think about, if you think about the data that's held in mm. the HSE, for example, right? It's a lot. It's a lot harder to hack your face, someone's Facebook account, than it is to go into a hospital and mm. pull out someone's medical records for whatever. Mm. And that's the reality of it. And yeah. if that was if that was actually put forward in an ad, I think that would be very effective because we've seen the ads now with Corona with, with with the virus, and we've seen the ads with you know all this kind of stuff. So we know what they can do, them. Yeah. and we have a public broadcaster, and they have to think. But you know, as I said, like coming from coming from somebody with some kind of clout, 
would be a lot better than just a guard or whatever mm-hmm. doing it. Because even even within industry, it's not a knock at the guards. Guards great, but you know, uh, even in industry and in that kind of stuff, what happens usually in the public sector is they can't pull somebody in. They can't pull the best in, so they have to train up. Or in some cases, they mm-hmm. don't. They just get whoever's around, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that people don't understand. Even in industry, the knowledge gap is huge. It's there, yeah. It's huge. So for, for every one or two people like me and Bryn, and that's because we love it. We're yeah. massive nerds who love cybersecurity, right? Um, some people, it's just a job for them and they don't care. And that's sometimes nearly just as bad. Mm. You know? Yeah, like, like <laughs> someone who works in the emergency service, like, I mean, with respect to them, they aren't there for like a nine to five clock out type. There's a degree of passion and responsibility behind it, like. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and I would say if 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 we were to get you know, like even still, some of the best hackers in the world, you probably won't even know who they are. Mm. So you can't get like a you can't get a celebrity on to talk about it. But mm. you know, you could actually do certain things where it's like you know, hey, there's some awareness around you know. As I said, the best way to do it is to literally show people, you know. And there's there's great cons and stuff like DefCon and Black Hat and stuff like that. And this is what they do: they would actually physically show how this stuff works. And I think if people actually were shown the danger of what's going on, that would be a lot more effective. And they could do it as an ad, you know. It could be like, uh, and you know, RT do some cringy ads with the whole fake news thing, and oh, it was ridiculous. But um, you know, so it would have to be done with some sort of tax. But I do think. As Bryn said, RSA, not the cybersecurity place, the Road Safety Authority, um, they do ads. Companies actually do a thing called bug bounties where they invite hacking from the general public to hack them and then they give out prizes. Now, if if that was the kind of thing where you wanted to get young kids involved or teenagers or young adults or whatever or in general public, you could go, right. We're going to teach people how to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to open up this and then you get to win a prize based on it. Mm. Things like that are more fun. It doesn't need to be so scary and terrible and boring because listening listen to someone go through why you shouldn't do this and that is terribly boring. You're like, look, I've had to go through cybersecurity training. I have to go through all the time at my job. It's, it's part of the job. Brin has to do it too. And they are horrifically boring. <laughs> but it's important, you know? It just is what it is. Every six months you have to do it. You know, and there's better ways to do it. Well, that's just it, because like, I mean, we're I think we're kind of coming up on the end of our hour now. But like, yeah, I think your idea of like an ad for awareness is a fantastic one. And I hope as well as the kind of Amazon suggestion, and I hope someone out there is listening because this I mean, in a way, even when I heard about the HSE thing, I kind of felt like this was bound to happen. You know, and it really didn't need to be, you know. Yeah. Well, look, as I said, you know, there, there's no uh, look. The reality is a lot of people don't even realize that a lot of hackers, there's good and bad hackers, you know, mm. um, and they use the same tools. So, you know, a lot of what me and brain can do is only a fraction of what actual hackers can do or what actual bad guys will do. But you're trained the same way to do the same thing. There's nothing to stop what me and brain could do to HSE or what anyone could do anyone could do the same thing that's the dangerous scary part you know you can do this kind of stuff and you can launch the malware and you can write the scripts and you can affect all these systems but you're not going to you know because why would you you know you're not paid to do it and it's so low but criminals will do it and i think you know the sad part about this is a line has been crossed here and that's the big thing where it's like okay we're not just invisible anymore 
I think that's the wake-up call that people are getting. Oh, we can be hit too. When England was hit, we want to cry. Thanks, Obama, for them, for developing that, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, everybody was like, oh, it's the, it's the NHS. That should have been our wake-up call. We should have been like, oh, wow, we can be hit with ransomware too. But we weren't. We just forgot about it and went back on. And four years later, boom, crippled. Well, that, that, as well as that, I think, like, I think there's also a level of, like, up at Ireland would never get hit by something. That's like it. This. That's yeah. exactly what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, sure. We'd never be sure. We're Ireland, aren't we? Great. Doesn't everyone love us? So everyone might love us, all right. It, but it's, still, it's not you know? even like, aren't we great? Aren't we great? It's more like, aren't we invisible? Aren't we? also like, aren't we unimportant? You yeah. know. Yeah. And like those kind of like when that's how you like when that because I remember like I remember hearing remember people talking back when then. Um, when terrorism was whatever was concerned with in the two thousands, like, mm. well, why would why would terrorists attack Ireland? You know, and that's yeah. kind of the same way. It's like, well, why would why why would hackers hack the HSE? You know, because they can. Yeah, money. They want and money. The, yeah. the big <laughs> one I always hear is like my sister. She's clever. She puts tape over her front face and cameras and stuff. And oh, friends absolutely. Mine, and friends of mine say. Well, why would anyone want in my what's in my camera? And like, that's not the point. Like, you know, the point <laughs> yeah. is they can. Like, your si- tell your sister that she's right. I, you know what? It'll go to her head, but I will. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing about it, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you know, all this kind of stuff has to be taken with a pinch of salt. But at the same time, hackers and stuff only have to be right once, yeah. and only have to be lucky once. You have to be vigilant the whole. And as I said, you know. I was literally waiting for lunch one time. I very nearly clicked it myself. We've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's just it. That's just the yeah. way it is. But, you know, it's unfair to blame the government for everything. But in this case, it's 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 totally justified. Don't use Windows 7. <laughs> on, uh, don't use Windows 7 in general. Don't use Windows 7 in, in, unsecure, in un-air gap networks. Come on. That's a start. <laughs> that's a freebie. That's a freebie. <laughs> all right well guys we're nearly out of time but thank you so much for outlining such a complicated detail in really really clear terms is there anything you want to say either in regards to cyber stuff or just in general uh before we kind of wrap um do you go first Prince? yeah i, I- I don't have much more to add. The only thing I will say is like I, I, I don't know why this popped in my head, but if I was ever going to get a celebrity to do it, I'd love to get uh, I'd love to get Chris Evans in full Captain America garb. Oh, sit down and sit. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've been so, hacked. So <laughs> you click you click the uh, click click the suspicious link that you shouldn't have clicked. Oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> you know, amazing. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. That's okay. Not everyone can have a shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's develop your cyber shield. Oh, oh brilliant. Wow. Do you think we could um, start that competition and get Chris Evans involved? I'd, I'd sign up I think, for that. I think he'd be up for it. <laughs> I <laughs> genuinely think he would be up for doing something. I think like he that. would. Uh, I think he would. It's just like if we get the whole population of Ireland behind him yeah. and be like, here, you know, I think that'd be awesome. We totally should, actually. That's a good yeah. idea. I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right guys I, I was hoping to end on a happy note and that seems to be it so uh before we call time on this Bryn, is there anything you want to plug or anything like that no no there is not short and sweet over to you <laughs> <laughs> uh 
my Twitter is usually a combination of wrestling or cyber stuff. So if you want to hear me talk about some cyber stuff on the Twitter, at Dara WV is where you can reach me. And uh, always available in the DMs if you have any questions. <laughs> also, be free to ask him. Yes, at me, at me. <laughs> at me all day. <laughs> but at Brain first because he loves AEW. So at Cast yeah. Braincast. Yeah, do. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, this has been what has turned out to be a public service awareness thing. Our new brand of Nerd to Know Media shows. We'll see if we can do more like this in the future. But for now, I just want to say once again to Bryn and Dar, thank you for bringing your professional expertise to this. If you've enjoyed the show and want to check out more, we've got all of our shows. Actually, no, over to you, Dar. You're the boss. Where can they find us? They can find us on Nerd to Know Media on all good platforms. Uh, Spotify is actually pretty cool. It's the one that I actually listen to all the time, all our stuff on. And Apple as well. We're pretty much anywhere that podcasts can be made available. Just check out Nerd to Know Media and it will be there. A new show, not as many as we used to do, but uh, thanks to Chris absolutely being as consistent as ever. Uh, there's a new show like every two days. Yes, and incidentally, not that it needs to be said, but we will never ask you to click on links from messages with us. No. No. <laughs> Just links right. to our podcast. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> subscribe you, to our, pod- subscribe to our, pod- our podcast links. <laughs> we will never pod- send you packages or like, no. you know, say that we have your package and come pick it up by the clicking this yeah. link. Never all that kind we, of stuff. We will we never say that we need that we're having financial trouble and we need you to send us money. Although they could send us money if they wanted, though. Yeah. We have princes of various regions on our staff. Like yeah. we have a pay we have a PayPal link, so if anyone does want to give us money, yeah. they can. Just we also have a Kofi account as well. We do have a Kofi account as well, yeah. yeah. So if you want to give us money, that's a safe way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And we're, I drink a lot of coffee. Not, if you're gonna get scammed, so, get scammed yeah. local. Yeah, we're not like but see, we're, not, we're not, not saying not, that you need to do that. We're saying we'd like to do that. We provide a service. We want to actually, you know. We provide a service, so that's what I like to think that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right, well, we're everyone, not, we're not trying, be to, back we're not trying to say that they'll get a benefit oh, from it, you know? We're not trying to say that people will get a benefit from this. You no, know? but they will get something. You know, just... <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> just give us money, please. <laughs> Grand. On that slightly mixed message, we'll put the time on that. And we will see you as always here on Phoenix 92.5 FM or indeed everywhere on the internet. So thank you so much and bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.